The Pokes Report Podcast is sponsored by Stillwater Barber Company, located at 609 South Main Street, right here in Stillwater. Randall and Joe, they're serving up the best haircuts in town. They do regular haircuts, skin and razor fades, all of which include a hot towel with just a little bit of foam and a safety razor to trim everything up and make it look clean and fresh. They also have the best beard care and trims in town, all of which include a wonderful blend of beard balm, beard oil, and just a little bit of steam. And as always, you can see Blue, Randall's dog, roaming around the shop. So check them out at stillwaterbarber.co to book an appointment today, or you can give them a call at 405-269-8590. Welcome into the Folks Report Podcast. Zach Lancaster here alongside Brian Murphy. We're coming to you from Stillwater Barber Company, downtown Stillwater. Yeah, buddy. You know, it's fun. You'll hear, uh, there's no one getting their hair cut right now, but uh, you'll hear some clippers going in the background. Might hear some swears. It's a barbershop. It is what it is here. It is what it is, but uh, always enjoy being over here. I had my hair cut last week. Uh, no, earlier this week. I got my hair cut uh, just a couple days ago, so rocking a uh, rocking a fresh cut. Do look nice. Really enjoying that. So, yeah, stop on in here and see Randall and the gang. Uh, get, you a, uh, get you a nice haircut. You just heard all the details in our... Uh, in our open, so no need to go over them again. I know you don't want to. I hear. was wondering if you wanted to do it live here. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to hear uh, too straight, I suppose, right? Yep. So we've covered hot dogs today. Hot dogs, yeah. We, we covered that today, so I think maybe we'll just get to sports talk. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I mean, pro- we should probably, we should probably talk some sports. You know, I yeah, mean, we'll we've talked a lot about it before, but. It's probably a good time to do it. A lot, a lot going on for Oklahoma State, that's for sure. But if you're listening to this, you probably have read Robert's practice report. I would imagine, because this, this is going to get published Saturday morning. Yeah. So I, will, I would imagine, will have, will have imagined, you would have listened to Robert already. But if they didn't, why don't you give a little quick recap of what he, because uh, he dropped it on the on the radio show on Friday. That was good. Yeah. We, no. uh, the scrim- scrimmage today, that's why I had his show Friday 10 to 1, because uh, he was doing... Uh, he was out at Boone Pickens. is the first time they were out on the new turf, so they uh, they had a scrimmage and it went well. You know, Robert said uh, if he had to guess, offense probably won the day, which is good. You when need you, that when against you, that defense. You need to hear that absolutely because you know the defensive line is really good. It gives the offense really good work, and I I I don't know how good this offensive line can be. Right, I think that I think this offensive line will be good this year. I think they'll be decent. Um, you still don't have a Dana Gudlewski. You still don't have a Josh Sills. But Preston Wilson, something that Robert said today is, is Preston was nasty. He, yes. he had an attitude. He said they're, they're finally starting to get to the point where they're starting to get chippy. You know, they're, they're ready, to, ready to face another team. So we got less than two weeks for that. Uh, there was a play that he started with. He was talking about uh, Braden Johnson getting connected with, uh, with a pass from Spencer. Was it uh, – was it – Jabbar Muhammad, I think, is who had who had Braden Johnson locked up down the side. It was just a streak down the sideline, and uh, because they've played so much ball together, Spencer lofted it into the middle of the field, and Braden knew what was going to happen. Mm. Laid out, and if you saw, if you get on uh, Oklahoma State Football's Twitter account, they posted a play like that. They posted uh, where Braden's laying out in the middle of the field, and so that's. But that was in the Sherman. That wasn't. That was on Thursday. So. Um, we got to you got to see it there in the scrimmage, which is promising because Braden, you know, if you think about it, his best game was against A and M in the Texas Bowl. You know, I think he had two. I think it was like a hundred and nine yards, maybe, in two scores. Um, but that's really all he did. You know, he didn't play much in twenty twenty, uh, and he missed last year due to due to a medical condition. So he's finally back. He's excited. Something he's told Robert is, um, it's you know, it's like a blessing. You know, it's it's a miracle that I'm finally getting to play again. Well, and they. Have traditionally used him as the deep threat. They've yeah. um, well, he's just so fast. He is. I hope that we see more of that speed in the middle of the field, deep in the middle of the field. And I'm talking the post route. Yeah, I love the post route, especially a double post guy that that is that fast can get into a double post faster than your average receiver. And we have had tremendous success with those kind of routes. Um, Casey Dunn has had receivers who have run those routes, so yeah. I'm hoping that that comes back in. In order to get to that route, you have to have a running game that that is a threat that your safeties have to come down. So how have the running backs looked? 
Yeah, it's it's a. I, I think it's still a concern. You know, I think that other than you know going into it as the offensive line, um, but I think when you're talking about the running game, I mean, you've got Dominic Richardson, right? You've got a couple of freshmen, Ollie Gordon, C.J. Brown. That's how we do it, man. Did you get that fly? Got it. I'm so proud of you. Um, and then you have Texas A&M. I think Richard sophomore. He's DeAndre Jackson. Or excuse me, DeAndre Glass. Uh, DeAndre Glass. DeAndre oh, Jackson. I'm putting them all together. DeAndre Jackson. Yep. Uh, out of A&M. And I, don't, I didn't know what to expect of him. And I still don't re- truly know. Um, he didn't hardly play at all at A&M, which is probably the reason why he left. Um, didn't think that he was going to be much of a factor, but he's having a really good fall camp. Good. I, th- I think I think Jackson will be a factor. I don't know if he's going to be the starter because um, I, I think you still probably have Dom penciled in as the starter, but I th- I think DeAndre Jackson I think he'll play a pretty big role. I really do. I think he'll be I think he'll be solid. Now I don't know if he's a thousand yard back. Same with I don't know Dom is either. I don't I don't know if Oklahoma well, we State, didn't know that Jalen Warren was. No, I mean that's fair. But when Jalen showed up at camp though, Jalen, I mean he wasn't what he was against Boise State, but. You know, Jalen had some moments where he was really, really good. So, I I don't. And he had experience. He had experience starting two years at Utah State. I'm trying to think. I don't know. I don't know if I can sit here and say they're who would be a thousand yard back this upcoming season. Well, I think Dom has shown it. It, Dom has shown it at times that that he can. I mean, he had. He can be explosive. He can be. And, but to be a thousand yard back, back, you have to be durable. You've got to be able to run run people over and yeah. run away from them. Yeah. Um, so we need to see that. we. I feel like we have some of that in, I'll, I'll say, all four backs. Um, you've got, you know, Ollie is clearly the, the biggest one in the room. Um, and then Jaden Nixon has the speed. He's the track guy. And then Dom just kind of, he, he's got all of it. And yet we haven't seen... Jackson under the lights. We haven't seen him yeah. in in the real in the real time, and I think Robert alluded to that on your show on his show. You filling in on his show. Yeah, I, I always enjoy <laughs> like, but I, I had to do three of his shows. This was the third one because he goes to practice, and so I always I, I always love coming back from break. Going all right, welcome back to the Robert Allen and Friends Show. Uh, we've got a guest, uh, Robert Allen. Thank you for joining <laughs> your own show. It, it is funny, and you yeah. always you always navigate that well. Uh, but he he has kind of said that practices have been you know kind of what they are with with DeAndre. But as soon as the lights came on, as soon as it was scrimmage time, yeah, he shined. He looked good. Yeah, that's going to be in the offensive line. You know, like I said, Preston Wilson's got a bit of a nasty streak. Hunter Woodard is is really solid. Um, still need to kind of figure everyone else out. You know, Tyron Weber, Joe Mahalski. I think they're they're still coming along. Same with Caleb Etienne. But the good thing is there's the potential now. Potential doesn't get you anywhere until you go out onto the field and you actually have to do it. But the potential is there, and I, I'll still stay with it. I, I think this offensive line is going to be decent this year. I do. Uh, I think they'll be good. Yeah. I, I don't loved, know if they'll be great, but I think they'll be good. I loved what Robert was saying with um, Todd Bradford that he yeah. that you love seeing Etienne be the first guy across the field because he's a big he, kid. Six, 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 seven, six at 330 and just stout. He looks um, good. So when I was at UCO, we had – a guy named Matt Yost. He was big left-handed, 6'5", 230. You know, he was that V-shaped upper upper body. We would schedule his hitting group mm-hmm. depended on if it was home or road, if we were hitting first or second. If we were hitting second, yeah. he was in the first group. So the other team's still there, and the first thing they hear is a crack at his bat. Wham! And in batting, well, that guy could win a home run derby like I've never seen. And then if, he, if we were the – the first team hitting, mm-hmm. he was in the last because it's that mental intimidation factor of we're bigger than you, we're faster than you, and then, you know, a lot of guys can, oh, okay, I'll take you on. But then all of a sudden they're stronger and can outlast you because body by glass. So I think that's what's going to be really important with the defensive line this year because, the, and I, I said it today, I don't know if you have, like, other than technicality, you're going to have a, you're going to have a starting defensive line. Because they're going to be the guys that go onto the field first. But I think you just have rotations. Like, you've got the first rotation, and the first rotation is really, really good, right? You got Colin Oliver, you got Sione Asi, you got Brock Martin, you got Tyler Lacey, 
you know, maybe Brendan Evers, depending on how they're going to run this. And then you have the second rotation, Trace Ford. You know, you'll have Nathan Latou, Cody Walterscheid, uh, Colin Clay. I've been impressed. Colin Clay good. has had a – finally. I, I feel good, so good. good. I feel so good for that kid because he's been injured the entire time he's been here. Colin Clay's having a good fall camp, you know, knock on wood. Um, Nadrian Desidere is a guy that is, is finally starting to step up. I think he's out of uh, – I don't think it's Shreveport Evangel. But I think he's out of – I think it's Shreveport, I think. I'll look that up. But he's – you know, when you look at that, when you look at the first, you look at the second, you look at the third rotations, you're not going to send out that many offensive linemen. You might you might rotate every other series a guy or two. But for the most part, your starting offensive line is going to be in the – they're going to be on the field for a good chunk of change. Yeah. And if you – if you're going up against Colin Oliver and Brock Martin off the edge – Tyler Lacey, Sione Asia, Brendan Evers, and you're like, God, those guys are just whooping our butts. And then all of a sudden, here comes, okay, oh, thank God, they're cycling them out. And then here comes Trace Ford, oh. and here comes Nathan Latou, and here comes a Colin Clay. I mean, he's, you, you look unfair. across there and you go, how did they get bigger? It's unfair. It really is. And so I think that they're, I think they're going to wear them down. I think, I think by the third quarter. You're gonna you're gonna really see some fatigue. You know what? What did I say? Where did I say Nate? Where did I say Nadrian Desidere was from? You said Shreveport Evangel. I got a baby. Shreveport Evangel, redshirt junior. Not a baby. Well, I'm so smart. That's why they <laughs> pay me the big bucks because I I remember stuff. I know my stuff. So yeah, it's uh, the the scrimmage was good. You know, Spencer connected on a lot of balls. Uh, the defense broke up passes. I mean, it wasn't. You don't like. I'll I'll say what Robert said. You don't want the offense going out there and scoring eighty touchdowns. But then again, you don't want the defense, you know, shutting you out and not allowing you right. to score any. So said it was good back and forth, and that's that's what I've heard about fall camp. It's a good back and forth, a lot of give, a lot of take. I love hearing that there's some chippiness going on up front. Yeah, I, finally. I I don't like it whenever you're seeing chippiness between the wide receivers and corner. Who cares? The guys that have to get into a fight every single day for two hours. Yeah. I'm glad that they're sick of each other. Agree. Agree. That's I want I want Colin Oliver to to whoop up on Caleb Etienne and get Etienne mad. And I want Etienne to kind of shut Colin Oliver out a little bit, you know, and make him mad. I want like Brock Martin. You want a nasty Brock Martin. Yeah. You want a nasty Brendan Evers. You want Nathan Latou off the and Nathan looks good. Nathan looks the part. I don't know what he'll do because we've yet to see him, but he looks the part. You want Hunter Woodard, you know, pissing Sione Asi off. You want Preston Wilson pay, playing with a really nasty streak and, yeah. and get that's when you get your when and it finally happened. I'm surprised it honestly surprised it took this long. I'm surprised it took 19 days. Not that today was the Friday the 19th was the first time that we've seen chippiness. But all we've heard is, yeah, it's been good. Everyone's in really good spirits. Everyone's, you know, their motors are high, and it's good practices. And now it's, all right, these guys are starting to get pissed at each other. These guys are starting to, to starting to get chippy and starting to shove around a little bit. They're ready to hit someone other than their, their teammates. And um, I know you've watched the Hard Knocks. We, we'll talk about Malcolm and, yeah. and how cool that is and, and what, a, what a great story that uh, is. I'll preface that by saying very cool. Yes. Yeah. Very cool. I love the, the back and forth between the two coaches. Isn't that good? Uh, that's so funny. I want to see and Casey Dunn and Derek Mason do that. Yes, that's the <laughs> chippiness we see. That's what we want to see. I was just thinking what other group, and it would be funny to see between the punters and the kickers get chippy. Yeah, right. But um, I think Tom Hutton would probably make them laugh too hard. So, But I love seeing uh, the two sides of the ball, and you know they, they talk about in the interview, I love that guy, You know that's my brother, and, and, and all that. I want the coaching staff to feel that way. I also want them when it's scrimmage time. Casey Dunn, I'm, I'm betting that Casey and uh, Derek did not have coffee together that morning. I bet they didn't I'm go. Hey, buddy. I'm honestly, I I could see it be in position groups. You know, like Robert, he was saying today. Um, typically, offense and defense. When you get to when you get to game day, you're in the same box. You're in the same booth, and then you rotate back and forth. You know, offense offense goes, and then the defense goes. Yada yada. But today, because it's the first scrimmage, you had offense in a separate box than the defense. And so if you stood out in the hallway, you could hear the back and forth. All right, well, 
their corners are playing really well, so this is what we need to do. You know, the defensive line is eating us up, so let's run this play instead of that play or, you know, whatever. The receivers are really good, so let's move this. Let's do this for the safeties. And you could, he was like, I stood in the hallway for a little bit and just listened to the strategy. I would imagine that they probably didn't, probably didn't talk to each other, anyone, until, yeah. well, maybe the players. But, you know, they probably kept it offense-defense and they kept the position rooms and just like they would a game day. Uh, would they at the stadium, would they use essentially, so like you said, they're usually our guys are all in one box. Would they just use the visitors? I would imagine. The visitors box and communications imagine. and all have that? You, have you been on the roof? There's a lot of boxes up there. No, but I can't wait for you to take me this year. Uh, they actually don't let us on the roof anymore. Oh, really? Yeah, it's weird. Um, the year they opened, the year they opened the, uh, introduced the new Jumbotron. Was that 19? Interesting. Is that what that was, I think? Yeah. yeah. I, we got up there. I snuck up. And this is when we found out that we weren't allowed up there. Um, I snuck up there to video. And I filmed it. I, but, like, right towards the end of it, security came. And they were like, what are you doing up here? Like, oh, we're with the media. Oh, okay, cool. Um, however, it's network TV only. And I was just kind of like, or is it network TV or if you worked in the box on top right. of the stadium? And so it was just kind of like, oh, um, Okay, cool. Can I like? <laughs> can I wait another twenty seconds to get what I need? Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, that's fine. But yeah, they don't let people up there anymore. Huh. Maybe after the game. I've been up there a few times with Robert after the game, but it's not as it's not as cool as you would think. It's cooler being on the field after a game than it is yeah. on the roof, except for when they're rushing the field. I could go the rest of my life without ever being in one of those scrums again. Yeah, terrifying. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. Well, so Bedlam. It was. Um, that was the first time I'd been around that many people at once after COVID. Now it was right. a whole year, but um, you couldn't move. No, like, there were so many people. Like you moved with the surge. Yes, it was, uh, we we could see that from the uh, from the stands. It was scary. Like I, there were there were times where my feet weren't on the ground because there, how does that work? There's so like you just kind of get like picked up. Like it moves so much. Like wow. people move and you're, like it's so tight. Yeah. That you just kind of like you can't really do anything, and then all of a sudden you're like, "Oh my gosh!" So awful. I was I was down there in 2011, um, and some friends of ours we met at the at the 50 yard line, kind of texted each other before, "Hey, meet at the 50 yard line, taking mm-hmm. pictures down there," and we could see the 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 one end zone, you know, the goalpost come down, mm-hmm. and then yeah, it was just like this <laughs> this mad crazed rush to the other, and where we were, we could see you know because they try to put the the Guys in yellow shirts, which good luck. Well, those are everyday normal people. Well, no, they are uh, baseball players, junior college baseball players. I'm serious, uh, junior college baseball players that do security. Do you think they care about that goalpost? So as soon as they saw the mad rush of people, we could see their eyes get big, look at each other, and just go, "We don't get it." Nope. And it. so, anyways, they just cleared cleared the path. I think at one point I did see one of the guys in yellow actually hanging on the. Go post. I so. think I've seen the picture of that. <laughs> so I, yeah. I don't know. I never tra- I never tracked his baseball career to see if he stuck around at that junior college or if he moved a, on. But he got a job as security guard. <laughs> <laughs> Did a great job, buddy. What's well, his name? Paul Blart. Oh, oh okay, cool. that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, no, it was a good day today. It's good. It was a good scrimmage, and fall camp's going well. You know, when you, I will say this. You messaged me yesterday about Gunny being a good mood. He's been in good moods before, but. He seems to be at his loosest right yeah. now. Mm. Um, they're ranked high, which is which is weird because I think Gundy would rather not have any national publicity, which they're, that's kind of happening now. You don't hear too much nationally about OSU, but they're ranked 11 and 12 respectively in whatever polls you want to sure. go after. But like yesterday, drops down and does a couple of one-arm push-ups, you know. Because who doesn't in the media? And this is the first time he's like he brought up the backup quarterbacks on his own, yeah. and said that he is a hundred percent comfortable with both Gunner Gundy and Garrett Rangel, which I've heard a lot of really good about Garrett. Garrett looks good. He's got a really strong arm. He's big. He can make plays on his feet. But my my thoughts are like, Garrett's the quarterback of the future. There's no question. Like sure. he'll play, but. If I were looking at backup quarterbacks, Gunner's been in the system. This will be his second year. And he was on campus in 2020 working out. Now he wasn't with the team, but he was on campus working out and then joined in 21 and then went through off season, went through spring camp, summer, fall camp, a whole season. 
and then he did it again. So he's already been through two off seasons, two fall camps, two spring trainings, or spring football. Spring camps, yeah. You know, and he looks he looks a lot better than he did in high school. You know, his throwing is better. He's he knocked a couple of ticks off of his forty. I think he runs a four six, four seven. You know, which in high school he was like a five one, five two. He was slow. God, he was slow. He's like a four six, four seven. He's worked on that the last year and a half. So in that's term- it, that I mean that's as incredible a jump. I mean five five one to four six is, and it may be a little faster than uh, five one, but it, not sure. much. He was pretty slow. He wasn't well, agile he, at all. He was yeah. He was a pocket quarterback. The very definition. Yeah, um, so, I mean that that'd be like telling an Oklahoma State fan we took Brandon Whedon and made him Clint Shelf. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah. So in terms of experience early on, I could see Gunner being the guy, and then if Spencer doesn't need a backup. I could see them just kind of keeping Gunner in that role, and then Garrett takes over next year as the true backup. Or he may they move they may move him to the backup before the end of the year. But I, I, I think I think just think in terms of keep exper- discounting uh, uh, Gunner's Gunner's ability to lead the team, so I what, think he can do it. I do well, and he's been here. He has the experience. Yeah. So I think not not knocking Garrett Rangel because Garrett's going to be good. Garrett has a cannon, and he's got a good rapport with the receivers. You know, he's got a good attitude. I think he'll be good, but I I think Gunner at least at least as of right now, and maybe for the short term, not putting any pressure on Garrett to play up. I would put I would say Gunner. Yeah, I really do. How next year? How much video evidence do you think Mike will have to give his wife to say I'm not starting our son? <laughs> because is he gonna have to pull out the tape and you know? He's not getting hit, sweetheart. Look, here's the pr- he's got a black jersey on. All right, he's not getting hit. No, oh, I, I mean, I, I think I think Gunner, I think Gunner gets the shot here. I, I think he, um, he gave. I mean, he gave up legitimately gave up opportunities at other places to play here. I still don't know how I feel about that. I know we've gone over that. I still, I mean, not because I don't think he could be good here. I would just have loved to have seen him. Yeah. Start at a at a at a school and be. I'd good. love to see him start in Orange. I want to see Gundy. I never got to see Gundy twelve in in eighty eight. So let's see it. And I wasn't alive in eighty eight. Man, ninety one. Oh, very nice. Little brothers that way. No, my little sister. She's ninety one. Dang, you got an old little sister. Got an old little sister. That's how we do it. She ado- you adopted? No. Ninety one year old. Ninety one year old man. Eighty three. Back when being born was cool. Oh yeah. I'm so sure. all right. Do yeah. you want to? Do you want to hit the? Yeah, we can. I'll pull them up. Yeah, let's get the questions going. There were some three uh, three great questions that we pulled. I probably should have taken snapshots of them. No, so okay. I'm, I know the first one. Yeah, off. we'll go off Jay's. We'll use Jay's first one because okay. that's the first one I found. That'll work. Uh, who's this year's go to or wide receiver one? Who's the wide? Who's the Tay Martin of this year? He goes. Presley seems like the obvious candidate, but I feel like he's more suited for a large supplemental role. I would agree with that. Yeah, I, think, I, do. I think Brennan's an inside, obviously an inside guy. Um. I've got a, I've got, I have a couple, right? I think the obvious two choices, Braden Johnson and Jaden Bray. I think those are your two obvious choices. With what Braden, with uh, with what Braden has been able to do, he's incredibly fast. He's a physical receiver. He's really experienced. I think he would probably be the logical number one choice, but not a lot of people because, like we talked about, his biggest game was A and M in nineteen, you know, and then he missed all last year with a with a medical condition, and so it's a miracle that he's back. That's his words. With what Jaden Bray did last year, shocked a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Shocked me. If they didn't have Tay Martin, I think Jaden would have been the number one. Well, and I was going to say Jaden had kind of a big gap there. He, he he did well, started back in the spring, did well early, kind of had a little bit of a gap there, and I don't know if it was injury related. I don't, I don't remember, but yeah, uh, it was an it, ankle. I think ankle. Ankles tend to get wide receivers, so kind of an important joint. Ankle, lower leg, and and then he came back towards the end. Had some, he made some plays in the Fiesta Bowl, didn't he? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. so I think that'd be a good one. Um, I am, I am very excited about Shetron. I think Talon's going to be good. I don't know if you're going to see him much this year. You don't think? You'll see him. I think he showed up in the spring game. He did, but I mean, so did CJ Tate. Not saying that Tate's not going to play a lot, but um, number eighty-one and number two have done well at the wide receiver position at Oklahoma State. They have, and I like Talon. I think Talon is going to be one of the best receivers to come through Oklahoma State if he stays healthy and continues on this track. 
He's physical. He's doing stuff that freshman receivers shouldn't. Now, if he's if he if he plays like they can't keep him off the field, they won't keep him off the field. Yeah, you know they'll they'll have to play him, and I'll be okay with that. Personally, I would love to see freshman redshirt. Like you needed Jaden Bray for a bit, so you couldn't redshirt him. I would think about what a Jaden Bray redshirted would look. You give him an extra four years. Same with same with John Paul. You know, I would love to see Ollie Gordon redshirt, but everything we're hearing out of fall camp, he's probably going to play more than mm-hmm. four games, which is cool. If he if he has to do it, he has to do it. But when you're when you're talking freshman, and, and Oklahoma State's never been in this position before. Oklahoma State aren't they traditionally have never gone after fr- or never landed freshmen that have a needed to play and b have played well. Like Malcolm had to play as a freshman. Malcolm was not good as a freshman. Of course, he was a safety, but he was super undersized. Think how long it took James Washington to get out there and at, at Tylen. Yeah. You know, Tylen played some his freshman year, but not much. You know, so of that yeah of that receiver group, I think uh, Aitman was the was the first one to really get out there and and play a lot. I think a Mason. That's a Mason's a good op, a good a good uh, chance a, a choice uh, option. I don't know what word I'm trying to think, but um, he's a good he's a good uh, person. I don't know, Jesus. Um, <laughs> what am I thinking of? A uh, got good prospect, good potential, like a a thing. I'm talking about this. I don't know. Jeez, I don't know, whatever. Uh, but he's a he's he was a logical choice. You know, he played well as a freshman. Not as well as old corn dog would have played. But I digress. Um, but yeah, freshmen typically Oklahoma State doesn't typically land guys that are are really good freshmen that play really well as freshmen. But this year, Colin Oliver, you look, or I guess last year, Colin Oliver, John Paul Richardson, uh, you look at Jaden Bray at times. So I mean, they they had some freshmen. So if you have to get if Talon if Talon Chetron goes out there and he has to play and he hauls in a lot of he could be really good. I don't know if he's wide receiver one, but he'll play well. Uh, same with Ollie. So. Well, and that's, that's the beauty here is is that I don't think anybody really knows. So where Jay's coming from with this, I think, is generally at the end of the years, you see the stats and there is one guy Clearly who has, has double the targets, double the catches. Hey. Yeah, Tay Martin. Tay, but Tylen. Tylen. That goes all the way back to Rashawn Woods. I mean, yeah. we've we've had that almost every year. And there's only been a few years where it's pretty jumbled. I, f- I feel like this is going to be one of those years, and and I think this team is better if it is like that, if you're spreading it around. I'm with you. I don't know if there's – there are options, but I don't know if they're going to have a 1,000-yard receiver. They could, you know. J- uh, Your boy Langston Anderson needs to – uh, if you've, you've thrown – Bolitnik, you've thrown first team. If he's healthy. All big to- I know you've thrown the caveats. Healthy, we have 13 days. And <laughs> four hours All until right. the bubble wrap comes off. Yeah, no. Until, <laughs> leave it on for the leave, game. Leave it on, man. Be like that kid from uh, Little Giants. Send him out there wrapped in foam. Um, but I think I think Jaden Bray has a chance. You know, if he if if him and Spencer have a good connection, same with Braden Johnson. If you had a thousand yard receiver, I think it would be one of those two. And I think those are your number ones. But I, I think you're gonna. I think you'll see a lot of guys. I think you know Brennan Presley will have several hundred. I think John Paul will have a couple hundred. Uh, Jaden Bray will have a couple hundred. You know, several hundred. I think Braden Johnson several hundred. I think you'll have a collection of receivers, but I don't know if you'll have a thousand yarder because, as of right now, there's no clear cut. I am Tylen Wallace, James Washington, you know Blackman, Tay Martin type of. You are clearly the number one. So, Jay's question also put in the caveat that. Um, Presley would not necessarily – he's probably the most talented out there. He's probably the one that defenses will have to focus on um, as as much as any of the receivers. And I think that that is also a good thing. You know, I'm wanting that over-the-top post route to come back. Presley running those routes underneath drops those safeties just as much as the a good running game. So uh, – Spencer will definitely be relying on him. I think. Uh, I think Jay even put in there the you know the Wes Welker type. Yeah. Um, Presley and John Paul will mix in there, and then little Presley as uh, as uh, as as Gundy as Gundy put you know will we'll bring him along. I love that Gundy says uh, in that media point he goes I'm not gonna I really don't want to talk about you know too much about freshmen true freshmen because 
They're supposed, you know, they're 18 years old and all that. I think a little bit of that's some gamesmanship. You know, he's seen them out there and knows knows what Braylon can do. And he had a play uh, a couple weeks ago where he caught a pass over the middle and torched the defense, like torched him. Wow, uh, he's fast. Now he ain't five eight. If he's five eight, then I'm six three, <laughs> and I ain't six three. Bray, Braylon is. Five, six and a half at best. Darren Sproles made it work. Yeah, he's he's an itty bitty boy. So, but he's good. He's fast. He's good. I I I think you'll see him. I think mainly you'll see him returning. Both of them returning kicks, mm-hmm. and Stick then back there. And it's funny because I was talking to Robert about it, and he said when he was doing that piece on Braylon, he said, you know, I covered I covered that championship game, you know, where Choctaw kicked to him, and there was a holding call or whatever, and it, he had to do it again. And he, like Robert, said, so I dug and I found the video that I shot of that. And when you don't see Braylon for a whole year, when you go back and you watch tape, that kid is explosive. Yeah. Now, we need to see how his size translates. You know, if he, if, because Bigsby was really good and they played some good high schools, but it is a little different playing Power Five every single week. So. I'm looking forward to it. I think I think both of those guys back there are gonna are gonna do some impressive things. I'll, I'll you know what? There will be at least one kickoff return for a touchdown. I hope it's against OU again. That'd be nice, right? Do it, <laughs> do, nice. it do it do it in Norman. All right. So next question. Yeah. I, I love this question. It's who, tough. Who would you add to this team that played here, mm-hmm. but did not? Play in the NFL. I think you're... Because obviously, you know, oh, put Barry Sanders out there. No, <laughs> we're... Thomas. <laughs> right. Russell so, O'Kung. I think yours are the most obvious. I think they're good. I think they're really good. Well, thank you. I like them, too. Um, because of recency, uh, you he was a really good center. He was a mauler. He was a really good blocker. I would go Johnny Wilson. Yep. You, now, to be fair, we've yet to see Preston Wilson. So I'm not going to say that I would take... Johnny over Preston because Preston could be really good. Well, I, don't, Pre- I don't know. Preston has also played other positions. He's played right. He's very uh, played guard. Played guard. Yeah. Played a little tackle. Yeah. So. so I think I I would I would take five Johnny Wilsons. Yeah. Those he was nasty. Um. So I would I would probably just because of recency bias I would add a Johnny Wilson. Well, he knows the offense <laughs> and he knows this offense. That's right. Yeah. I would go Johnny. My first one would probably be Johnny okay. Wilson on my, the offensive line. My first one, and I'm sticking on the offensive line. I'm going Sam Mays. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, no, I need, I need the big boy up front. He, you don't have to go on air. You don't have to go on um, a Pokes Report website and tell anybody about how nasty he is, mm-hmm. or how he's how nasty he's been in practice. He was good. You know that if you need three yards, we're going behind right uh, guard. And he's an All American. I mean, he he earned it. You know, you knew he was good. Yep. It wasn't just like, oh yeah. I mean, he. He would be a good addition. Well, and Gundy called him out last year at Big Twelve Media Days. No, I didn't call him out. But, right, mentioning know, we don't have we don't have a Sam Mays. You know, I'm like oh yeah, that's true. You don't you don't have a guy like that. So so who on who on this offensive line have have you seen? Have you heard about that? Is that is it Weber? Is it uh, Etienne? That is uh, we just talked about. Um, Preston Wilson mm-hmm. is has has shown that nasty streak, but because you you have to want to. See the guy across you and put him on his back. Tyron Weber's a mauler. Now he's not super big. I think he's like six one, six two. Maybe he's, I don't know how big. I don't, maybe he's six six one to six three. I haven't looked recently. I can't remember off the top of my head. But he's over three hundred now. He came in at like two seventy five, two eighty. Uh, they've got him up over three hundred. And it there was some concern when he first got there. Uh, it took him a while to kind of grasp things, and the spring you know spring camp wasn't great. But when the summer rolled around, when when fall camp rolled around, and he showed up at three, he was nasty. When he when he gets out there, even in even in even in spring ball, even in spring football, he was nasty. So I, I would once he once it finally clicks for him, once he and he's competing with Mahalski for the for the guard spot. I would say I would say probably Tyron Weber Weber would be a pretty nasty guy. I love hearing uh, there's guys competing for jobs that there's not just five and then the backups. Yeah, no, we you we got competition. Got competition always makes people better. Well, and um, I'm sure that plays right in with getting chippy, because not only are you are you going up against the same guys every day, and you're either winning or you're losing. But when you think about losing a battle, you've got a guy that's fixing to come in and get some reps at that yep. one, and so you're thinking like, 
damn, not only did I just get my ass whipped, but there's a guy that if he goes out there and he doesn't and he he wins the rep, that's a that's a black mark on my tally. Mm-hmm. So that's and that plays into that's what I want that with my offensive line. So we just talked about the receiver position. My second there, mm-hmm. if if I were you know we we kind of said well let's get a couple here. I would bring back and this is kind of cheating a little bit because he played a lot in Canada. A Darius Bowman. Get that we don't have yeah. to, we would not have to answer Jay's question of who's the wide receiver one. That is a six four, two twenty. That is a big dog. He was good. I think he's still I'd have to go through, but I think he still has like he's still one of the highest uh highest earning receivers uh in terms of yardage and stuff in the in the Canadian football league. He's good. Um I don't I mean it's there was a couple guys that I had to look up. Did they play Dantrell Savage? Yeah. If we needed another running back, I love that dude. So one quick thing about Dantrell. He came in from JUCO. Nobody knew a whole lot about him. Kendall Hunter came in after Dantrell, okay? Mm-hmm. One thing, because I think Dantrell was here two years. I think. Yeah, and one of the things that Dantrell would consistently do, he would get tackled. Running backs get tackled every now and then. Do they? Occasionally. Oh, okay. Not Kendall Hunter. Um but Dantro, when he would get tackled, he would get up off the turf before the defender that tackled him would. That was like his, it was almost a competition. It was almost a thing. And then I noticed Kendall Hunter would start doing that. And it was almost that, that showing the defender, all right, I'm back at it. You know, you're going, man, I just laid you out. I don't care. Right. Back at it. You know, so anyways, he did play a couple, he played two years as basically a kick returner for the, for the Chiefs. Um, so, you know, that w- he would have been up there on my list. But um, I think another recency guy on the back end this year, Kenneth, uh, Kenneth Edison Magruder, would be – I mean, he was solid. His, that, that last year, he was a nasty hitter. And so you add some – now, I think Kendall Hunter is going to be really good. You know, when you hear Gundy talk about how he – you know, he's got an NFL body and, and he's good. He's, you just said Kendall Hunter. I wish Kendall Hunter was here. Kendall Daniels. Daniels. Okay. Kendall, Kendall Daniels. <laughs> wait, wait, we got a new a guy? Way. Kendall Daniels. When you look at Kendall, I mean, 6'4", 208, 210, he looks good. You know, Mike said he has that NFL-type body, a dream body. You know, and he's he's going to develop into something really special on the back end. And we were talking about there were not a lot of guys come in here just ready to play. He is one of the highest rated recruits that Oklahoma State has ever gotten from the state of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Still redshirted. Still had the Those has that has that time with glass. Those safeties were nuts. And that's what's going to be like that's what's you lost a lot. You know, I mean, and not even just safety. I mean, you lose Jark Bernard Converse, you lose Christian Holmes who's in the NFL. I mean, you lose Tanner McAllister to transfer. You lose Trey Sterling, Colby Harvell Peel. I mean, you lost a lot. You lost a lot, a lot off that back end. But Kendall played behind those guys. He learned from those guys. He spent a whole year in the system with Glass. He's now had two off seasons. Because I think I can't remember when Kendall came in. I don't. I don't know if he was an early. And he. I think he was an early. He was early because I saw him at Walmart. Um. So I'm. Mean, so he's had two off seasons, two springs, two summers, and now this is his second fall camp. I think Kendall's going to be pretty solid. But you don't. There's not a lot of certainty on the back end. Like Thomas Harper, I think Thomas has a chance to do something kind of like Devin did, kind of have a breakout first year starting. Jason Taylor is would be one of my two selections for Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, along with Colin Oliver. But there's there's some talent back there, but not a lot of experience. So if you could add a guy like Kenneth Edison Magruder, you know. And that's a position I would add to as well. Uh, mine would have been Markel Martin. Yeah. Um, he, was, he was drafted by Tennessee, but did not have any – pro football reference mm-hmm. stats. So I'm going to say he didn't play. So for the sake of this question, I'm going to allow it. And uh, that dude was a ball hawk, man. Yeah. I mean, that was that was one of the things from his, you know, and that was early in recruiting videos, uh, at least being on online uh, where you could just search it. What's the huddle? Mm-hmm. Um, that was one of the early huddle ones, I think. And it was just he was that not on the screen, and then just this flash came across, and either he was knocking a dude's head off, or he had the ball in his hand. He was making a pick. Guy was all he's he's that guy that was always in the screen when the tackle was made, whether he was making it or he was in the pile. He was always there, and I, yeah. I loved Markel. Lucian Antoine would be another good one. He'd take your head right off, no doubt, no doubt. And that's you know, 
There, there are a lot, and I don't want to just sit here and just talk about guys, you know, because there's there's so you can talk many about girls. If you want, oh yeah, that's true. There's so many that you could go through and add, you know, that may or may not have played in the NFL. Like Chris Lacey, I guess technically has yeah, played right. in the NFL, but. I think the spirit of the question was we're not adding Barry Sanders. We're not adding right. Brandon Whedon. We're right. not adding Blackman. Yeah. You know, Justin Gilbert, <laughs> he ain't do nothing in the NFL. That's someone I would want back. Oh, no kidding. Added Justin, added Justin Gilbert back yep. to the back end. So, yeah, I know it's that's a tough question. It's an interesting question, and I love, th- I love thinking, about, thinking about it probably about every year. I think I would year. probably add Quinn Sharp. Oh, what a what a <laughs> no! That that's a great one. So we were talking about yeah. before that uh, we've uh, we've sat in the same seats and no one, no other punter from our seats was their sky between the ball at the apex up there at the top and the top of the south. Like that dude used to, he used to smack it so high, so far, forty six yards a punt was what he and and he did that three years in a row his his freshman year. Only 45. Only. Yeah. So. I wish I could kick. Yeah. yeah fun that would be. That would be fun. I, did, I, I was never a kicker, though. The one position that, that would scare me out of all of them, and it's a, it's a weird one, the holder. Uh, a, lot of, could, a lot of stress. A lot of you, pressure. You've got a. Just ask Tony Romo. Oh, hey, I don't want to. I was a Cowboys fan. <laughs> That point in my life. Uh, Since moved on to the Broncos. Game. I remember watching. Jeez, oh, oh. moving back. Oh, no, man. You're going backwards. Broncos games are so much fun. That's, That's like a college app. It's like, it seriously, is like college atmosphere in the NFL because that, that stadium is just, it's a it's a full bowl and it, you are on top of the field. I Broncos love it. Broncos Nation. Let's ride. Let's ride. All right, so third question. Yeah. What was it? I don't know. I thought you had them. We can get them real quick. I was looking them up, and then I got, and then I got side. Oh, whose whose name do we not know? Oh, whose name do we not know now, or is not well known uh-huh. that by the end of the year, uh-huh. we will be naming our children that. Oh, that wasn't the quote. That we will know. There will be some, a lot of bakers born in Norman. There was a lot. <laughs> it's not lot. in Cleveland. <laughs> There's a lot of young bakers roaming around South Oklahoma right now. Um, honestly, I, I, it's kind of it's a bit of a cop out. Yeah, but I'm going to copy Robert, Nathan Latou. Okay. I think Nathan's a kid that he's been here for a while. Not many people have heard of him. It's it's kind of one – it's honestly, it's like Nadrian Desider. You know, Nadrian came in, and he was undersized, and he was lost, and it took him a while to figure it out. And Nathan – or Nathan – Nadrian figured it out. Like, he's a redshirt junior. He's been here for a while. And he's a guy that I think is going to play some minutes, and he's – bulked up and he's fast now and he's figured it out so Nadrian's a guy that people will learn of but I think Nathan and it, it, what's hard to talk about him is because there's so many ins and, and Leo's you know he's he's a defensive end you know so you're talking about Brock Martin you're talking about you know Cody Walterscheid who looks really good you're talking about Colin Oliver and Trace Ford now they're on the other side of the ball but I think I think Nathan Latou would probably be the probably be the main guy that I would say, okay, he might not have the best season. He may not have the biggest, biggest impact, but he's going to make some big plays, and he's going to be a guy that a lot of people are going to be like, oh, man, how come? How, I hope he's got another year. I hope he sticks around. Well, and I think the, the reason BJ asked this question is all the guys who start, you know, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about backups probably, right. you know, in this. Now, one that could, uh, I think, become the starter pretty quick is DeAndre Jackson if – you know, uh, Robert was saying in in his practice report that um, starter, holy oh. cow, <laughs> RB one, Dominic. It's Richardson. been a long day for it both is. of us. Dominic Richardson. Dominic Richardson was held out precautionary reasons, but it does. We've seen this so many so many athletes. It doesn't take long for a guy to miss three or four games, mm-hmm. and then so well, you, last year, and and you don't play with ten, so you got to fill in. Des LD. Yep. You know that's that's where Jalen came in. Now there's no Jalen on the team right now, but I think I think DeAndre Jackson has a chance. Like I, yeah, I think I think he's a logical choice. Wonder how many people are going to think it's the same Jackson from last year. There will be people, <laughs> yeah, Dez, DeAndre, yeah, and there will be people that'll say Dez and mean DeAndre. Um, a guy that's he's young, a redshirt freshman. He's played into the the backup cornerback spot. Cam Smith, nice. I think he's out of is it Red Oak? He's out of Red Oak. Um, 
But yeah, Cam Smith or Little Elm Braswell, one of the two. I'll get I'll get it right, but one of those. Uh, Cam Smith is a guy that is real. He's six three. He's played himself into a into a role where I think he's going to play. Uh, Cam Smith, uh, Little Elm. So Braswell. There you go, Braswell Little Elm. Look at that. I knew it was one of the two. No, that'll be good. So I don't know, man. I just I think that what's our what's what's our Vegas over under at? Are we at nine? Was it nine? Nine and a half? I don't think so. I think it was like, I think it was like seven and a half, eight and a half. Oh, give me the over on that. It was like seven and a half, eight All and a half. All day, give I me think. the over. I, no, I, I think, I think we sneak back into ten. I'm I think this you. team is going to be better than we think. I think they I sneak can't back s- into ten. I can't sit here and say this team's going to win twelve, but I think this team is going to be better than people. Th- I think the defense is going to be better than people think. Again, I'm not saying they're going to be as good as they were last year or even as good as they were. I think they could be as good as they were in 20, but you've got you've to find some pieces. You've got to have guys step up. You've got to have some young guys figure it out quick. But I think the offensive line's going to be better than we give them credit for. I think they'll be better than the line last year. You need to figure out Godlewski, and you need to figure out Sills. But, you know, Hunter Woodard comes back. He's good. Mahalski is, is looking a lot better than what people thought. You know, Tyron Weber is coming along. Preston Wilson has figured it out. He's big. He's strong. He's nasty. Caleb Etienne, you know, I mean, it's so uh, – what was he was talking about? Jake Springfield. How Jake's <laughs> probably the uh, – he's the ugly duckling of the offensive line. His blocks don't look good. You know, he's got a weird haircut, but he gets the job done. He doesn't miss assignments. He doesn't necessarily miss his blocks. You know, it may not be a pretty block, but it's a block. And it works. So I think the line will be better. I think Spencer is going to be a lot better than he was last year, which is saying a lot because Spencer was pretty good last yeah. year. Um, and that defensive line, man, I I can't say enough about that defensive line. But I can't. I again, I can't say twelve. But I think this team will be better than they were last, year, or better than people think they were. Better, sure. yeah. So they should take the over. I would take the. <laughs> I I could see nine to ten. Yeah. And honestly, maybe a bowl gets them eleven. Sure, you know, because if you go through the, I'll just pull up the the schedule here. Let's see, NCAA football, top twenty five. I can stay in the top twenty five because Oklahoma State's in the top twenty five. I don't have to go to Big Twelve, Oklahoma State. So you got Central Michigan, Arizona State, Arkansas Pine Bluff. I don't care if that Florida transfers a starting quarterback. Oklahoma State should go into that bye week three and zero, and then you got a tough matchup against Baylor. But if you go through this. You can look at two – there's three games that I think could go either way, right? Baylor, Kansas State, and OU. And we don't know what Kansas State's going to be like this year. But if they get decent play out of Adrian Martinez, then I think Kansas State could be pretty salty. But there's three games right there that could be losses. Could be wins, yeah. but could but every other game so – there, There's your 9-3. and three. Every other game, you're, you're, you're going to start off 3-0. and oh, You're going to beat Tech – should beat Texas. Uh, you, you, God forbid you lose to Kansas, but you should just mop the floor with Kansas. You should beat Iowa State. You should beat West Virginia. Um, you should beat TCU. And then you're left with Kansas State, Baylor, and OU. Yep. And odds would tell you you're going to take at least one of those, maybe two. I mean, I doubt you lose all three of those, You know, no, but it's in Waco, and I think you're in Manhattan, and you're in Norman. Yep. So those are tough. But you have at minimum nine wins, and a bowl gets you to ten. Yeah, no, I think it's. I, I think you're spot on there. I mean, I don't. That, those are going to be your toughest ones. Uh, that is, of course, sitting here in August, middle of August, with with out. no well, with with, <laughs> with no injuries. I mean, that's always the depends on which backup quarterbacks you play, depends on which backup quarterbacks you have to play. Yeah, right. You know, so yeah, I think that's. That's where we're at, sitting on uh, on August 18th. I got to tell you, I am thoroughly looking forward to game week because oh, yeah. we'll have we'll have an actual availability with Mike, where we're in the press box. We'll have two more weeks of practice, so we'll know more about what this team is all about. We'll know more about DeAndre Jackson. We'll know more about the backup quarterbacks. Well, and if Dom's going to be back, I mean, you know, he's held I, yeah. out precautionary reasons, so right. that that right. leads you to think that you're. First team running back is going to be out there. Right. You would think. You would hope. Gosh, you would hope. Um, but he's not injured, but, you know, held him out. So that'll be that'll be interesting. I'll be curious to see about that. Um, 
but we'll get to we'll get to talk to players after an actual practice. We'll we'll be there. Yeah. You know, we'll it'll be game week and then well, balls to the wall until the end of basketball season. Keep uh keep putting out those pictures of your walk around campus every night. Probably making, won't make, have one tonight. Making me jealous as all get out Probably while I'm way down tonight. there, way down there in Yukon. Yeah. Uh, so looking be, at you just walking around campus. Well, I'll, like it's I'll nothing. be in Jinx tonight. I'll be covering yeah, Stillwater football. So probably won't have one tonight, but I'll be sure to take a Keep special one on no, Saturday. It's good. I'll, it's good I'll be stuff. sure to take a special one just for you. I'll, I'll like uh, I'll get a piece of paper and I'll take some tape and I'll like. I'll write your Twitter handle on it or something and tape it to the stadium. <laughs> Just that on the walk with Brian today, you know. Yeah, that's going to do it for the after the afternoon sports drive. It's been a long day. You know, I did Robert's show today, <laughs> and I didn't say the afternoon sports drive. I was all three hours. I was good. I Robert Allen and friends show. Welcome in. I'm even Zach. with Robert I'm, Allen, even yeah. with I never I never did it, and I'll be damned. It's almost three o'clock when my show would originally start, and I'm doing a podcast, and I'm back to it. The afternoon sports drive. This is the, this is the, this is the Pokes Report podcast. The Pokes Report. Hold on, Randall's going to be available here in just a second. I want to hear how many wins he thinks he's going to be available. Just a second. He's taking some money. We talked about cash versus cart. Got cash coming out. Cash money. It, I will Getting say though, there are places as inconvenient as it is to have cash at a high school football game. It seems right to pay cash at a barber shop. Absolutely. So you get a you get a you get a safety razor shave and a hot towel and a nice scissor cut, and it's you pay with cash and you get that jingle back. I think paying with cash would be great. Randall, we need you for a second. We need we need you for a second. We need we need Randall's predictions for the season. How many wins before the bowl game? So twelve game season. Eight. Twelve twelve game schedule, I'm sorry. Eight. Eight, eight wins. Eight and four. Eight and four. Okay. Heard it here first. There it is. We we figured out with a bowl win to ten. Because you'll have OU, Kansas State, and Baylor all on the road. So even if you chalk all of those three up as losses, which theory would probably tell you that you're not going to lose all three of those, you probably win at least one. You're setting at nine at the end of the season, and then you win a bowl game. Yeah, nine. Yeah. I like that. I'm going. I'm like going it. nine, and then the bowl game gives you ten. And if you, I'll say this: if if they if they have ten wins this year, their twenty four recruiting class will be really good. And that's what they're focusing on. They're focusing on 24. So that's going to do it for the Pokes Report podcast. We're going to get out of here. We'll talk to you next week here on PokesReport.com.